You're tuned in to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. And today we have Yvette with us. And Yvette is from South Africa, and she's going to share her brilliant, brilliant story of how she's been a recruitment entrepreneur over, over a decade now. Is that right, Yvette? Yes, yes, 14 and years. Um, brilliant. And so, Yvette, to get started, can you can you tell us like your background and story, right? Like, like where were you born? What was sort of your upbringing like? And how did you end up, you know, in recruitment, recruitment. right? How, that, that story. Yes. Um, well, I was actually born in Zimbabwe um, and left oh. very young. And then we came to South Africa and uh, subsequently moved to George from Johannesburg to George when I was very young and I grew up in George. Um, so that that's it. I, I left George in my early 20s. Um, and then I was all over the place, really, around South Africa. And if uh, I actually went into retail and hospitality. It wasn't my preference. Um, but at the time, I mean, not having a tertiary qualification, um, you know, you do what you need to do. Um, and eventually, um, I got the opportunity to move overseas on an ancestral visa to the UK. And I was oh. there for four years. Yeah. So I wanted to actually get into administration because uh, retail and hospitality wasn't really my thing. Uh, I love uh, analyzing things and debating things and administration, etc. So I thought admin would be my route. Um, I eventually was given the opportunity to work for a really brilliant recruitment agency. Um, it's Creative Personnel, they're based in central London. So I became the branch administrator there, assisting with, with recruitment and your contract and, and, reforming. And, and to be straight, right? So your first job in recruitment wasn't necessarily as a recruitment consultant or researcher. You were in admin and then yes. you moved to recruitment over a period of time. Yes, yes. Is that and how do you that think is. that was different than how 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 is that experience different than someone who starts off as a researcher or or a consultant? I found this to be highly highly educational and informative because I worked in an open plan office, literally sitting next to the the CEO of the company. Um, and I I learned by listening to conversations. That is how I that's how I learned all about recruitment and um, because I, I love psychology, I was always interested in the, the, the oh. dynamics in the office and the, the conversations, you know, people would have with the candidates and the clients and how to conduct those calls and how to deal with sticky situations. So it was, it was extremely educational for me, just actually just being in that office and, and being part of those, well, not actively part of those conversations, but being able to, you know, listen from a, you know, from an and- audio perspective. And when did you transition to actually becoming a recruiter yourself? Yes. Um, well, I moved on within the same company to assist in, in um, developing a job board or promoting a job okay. board because um, they do gaming and audiovisual. Um, so that was for the, U- the, the UK during the course of the day and then the US uh, later afternoon because of the time zone differences. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, and then after that, I, I thought I needed something more. I needed something a little more challenging. So then I, I applied to actually start seeing if I could do actual recruitment. Um, and I got an opportunity at a deco in central London that do mostly cool. of office commercial. Um, 
It's a bit of a strange story. Um, I was there for exactly a year. I had no problem with the company or the job. It was it was really fantastic. But I met my husband online. Yeah. And uh, he was <laughs> a really crazy story. He was in South Africa at the time. Um, cool. So we eventually got engaged online, not having met each other in person, which is quite radically crazy. Um, but it worked out and we uh, I moved back to South Africa. We um, got married. And shortly after we did get married, um, I wanted to go back into recruitment, but I wasn't totally sure. It's a okay. very, um, I really wasn't sure about recruitment. I was thinking I would like to maybe do branch administration again. But I think the problem is once you've tasted recruitment and, and it's a very competitive, challenging industry, you know, if you, if you, if, if you don't have a position that can, can match that sort of how can I say challenge and adrenaline yeah. level? It's just it, it doesn't do it for and, you. And, and what were the commissions like in 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 London as a as a you know a young consultant? Oh my word! To remember the commission structures uh, back then, <laughs> I was just trying to keep my head above board. Really, I did pretty well. Um, but yeah, you know, it just 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 back in South Africa when I was when I was when I was um, shortly after mar- being married. Um, I thought, you know, let me, there was, there was a position that came up for a recruitment consultancy, a consultant just up the road. In fact, and so I thought, let me go and uh, join them if I can. I got interviewed, I got that position, but um, you know, I was, I was there only for a day and I understand that, you know, different agencies have different methodologies and setups and coming from London and having that exposure and level of training. um, It was a challenge for me to fit in with the agency then because uh, back then, um, there were large construction projects, and okay. and you you get different agencies. You get agencies that that focus on quality, and uh, those who focus on obviously quantity. Just volume, right? Yes, spray, yeah. what they say, spray and spray. Um, and it seemed like this was the kind of approach because I wasn't getting proper job spec information and three liners yeah. and everything's negotiable. And I, I thought I can't work this. I need I need the candidate to make an informed decision. So yeah. um, after trying to obtain the information from from management, they couldn't give it to me. Um, and then I just realized this is not going to work long term. So I was very despondent. I went back home. And I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do now? Um, and then actually my um, my husband and and his side of the family are very entrepreneurial. So yeah. they said to me, why don't you start a recruitment agency? I thought, are you crazy? I've got literally one year of recruitment experience, of course, and, uh, you know, the, the previous yeah. administrative experience. And so with a bit of financial support from that side initially, then I started. And, and now I, to dig into this bit, bit right, because this is important, right? If someone's starting out, and now yes. I understand numbers are different for every country, but if someone's starting out in South Africa, one, how much money did you actually put up to start the business? And did you end up spending all of it and putting up more or did you spend a percentage of it? The initial startup of the, you see, because I, I worked um, remotely from, from a house setup, yeah. a home yeah. office setup, yeah. um, it, the costs are very low. <laughs> initially, the okay. actual startup costs are very low. So Obviously, you need your telephony, your your um, IT support. Well, not IT support, but your computer um, setup, etc. Yeah. And well, then how would a you? Job how much would you say that that was? Right? Was it like a a couple thousand dollars for the first year, or like? Uh, yes. What was that like? 
yes yes oh i have to try and think in dollars now um, uh, uh, you can give me the number in rands and i'll convert it yeah you. okay the numbers in rands okay let's see yeah. um so your your job board depending on the job board you sign up to you could probably average on well obviously with inflation it's not they're going to be the same back then but today of course of course say say five thousand rand uh for the okay. job board depending on what job board you sign and, up to and, and that's per month that's per month yes okay and okay. depending on the package you you subscribe to, and um, um, some job boards uh, obviously charge for more users, etc. So the costs go up eventually. Um, and then your telephony in South Africa is pretty cheap; it's not too bad. Uh, so depending on the calls you make, one uh, between may, at maybe two thousand plus a month. Two thousand. Okay, that's that's not bad at all because I think I think really yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's about I think it's fourteen or fifteen uh, rands to a dollar. So if you're spending like yes. even even ten thousand rands or eight thousand rands, that's like five hundred dollars a month, which is not it's not a lot to like save up and like get into it. And yes. so so a year's worth of start startup costs for you were like maybe five five or six thousand dollars plus uh, your time, right? Like because you're you're investing all of your time into it without a wage uh, at that yes. point. And then there's also website development. You have to look into that and doing course, website and your branding and your marketing and getting your paperwork together and the terms and conditions, having that checked. And how much does that how much does that cost in South Africa setting up a company? Is is that more expensive than the other costs we talked about, or is it cheaper? Like, what's the process like? Yeah, the initial startup, I, I, I it's not too expensive. But as you go. As you go, yeah. then obviously costs start escalating when you want to do something pro- properly. Yeah. Uh, I would think the initial startup, initial startup is about 150k in rent. Okay. Okay. So ten thousand dollars. Yeah, ten thousand dollars. It's it's not it's not Give too take. bad. Yeah, yeah. Got it's it. Too bad. Um, and then when you obviously want to start marketing, and if you, if you need legal advice, then it starts getting interesting. Um, but then, you know, I think if you if you have a good networking base, you know, it's yeah. always good to to gather information from people you respect and trust to obviously give you advice and a bit of counsel. And, and another question, like, is, is the 10,000 paid up capital that you need to put into the business, which you can now spend on stuff? Or is it just fees, like to register your business, that's $10,000 or 150,000 rands? It's everything collectively. You see, okay, everything okay. collectively, yeah. Got it. Um, Got the, it. The startup also uh, for for a website, depending on what you want to do with your website. I mean, that would also influence yeah. of your, course. your budget. Of you know, some people just want something basic and integration yeah. and, and all of that. And, and today, it's probably a lot cheaper, right? With your self help website builders and stuff yes. like that. Yes, but, exactly. But but to go back into it, right? So when you started for the first year. Were you were you a solopreneur? Like, were you doing it yes. all by yourself? It was very tough. I must admit, it was very tough um, I because bet. I came from a high street <laughs> recruitment yeah, background. Uh, I knew, you know office commercial sales, you know secretaries, PAs, etc. Yeah. And I always had an interest in in engineering and mining, okay. um, heavy industry because Africa is obviously mostly heavy industry yeah, and manufacturing. You know, of course, um, and and with the com- the commodities. Um, and so I had to teach myself, which was it was it was this very stretching period in my life. I mean, recruitment continues to be stretching because you're dealing with people and so many it's variables. Hard. Yeah, it's it's difficult, you know. But if you if you're tenacious and you do your research and you do things right, you you can be successful long term. Um, so, so so how many placements? Like how one? How long did you take to make get your first job order? 
how long yeah. did you take to make your first placement and how many did you end up making in the first year do you remember yeah i do remember <laughs> um it took it took me three months to make my first placement okay um, cool and yeah. and and this is from the time you started so within three yeah, months from the time i started you started yes. you got a client you got them to give yeah. you a job order yes. and you made a placement Yes. So how I did this is because I was, you know, it's very daunting. You're sitting there. How the heck am I going to start? No one knows me. Like they got to ask you, please. Can I? Can I? You know, they ask you on the background of the company. You got like, um, only two months old. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, just please don't ask me how long this company's been established for. You know. But yeah. um, you know, because clients want to know that. Um, you know, they of want course. to know that you're reputable and established. So. But how I started with this is that I went onto the job boards and I started looking up engineering CVs and mining CVs. And I'd look at the CVs and think, what is a really good CV? Someone who's stable, someone who's got good yeah. qualifications and is working for a good company. And from there, I would I would look at a couple of examples or CVs and I'd phone up the candidates and say, I've, I've got your CV of this job board. Um, I just want to confirm, are you on the job market? Just do cold calls. Yes, uh, exactly. And, candidates. Yeah, and then just find out to get get a list of companies from, from them where they would like to work. And, and in profiling them and interviewing them and getting all their information, finding what, what are their motives, what are they looking for, and to see if you can align that to the prospective client. So that would that would be now, the presentation uh, to, to if, a prospective client. To, to go back into the math around this, right? So uh, are the rates in South Africa the same as in, in London? Was it like 15% no, uh, yeah, placement? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fifteen percent on average. Um, yeah, in, in yeah. London it's probably higher. It's twenty twenty five yes. points on yeah, the is, more upmarket. Uh, yes, role. yeah, definitely. But in yeah. but in South Africa the fees are a lot lower than um, international and in, in say say in London etc. Much lower. The Western markets, right? Yes, uh, in the way, yeah, yeah. And 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 so it, even if it was fifteen percent, that's like two months of comp. Like, do you remember what your first check looked like? Like, what was it like? Five thousand rands, fifty thousand rands? Like, do you remember what that was? Wow. <laughs> no. Uh, no. no? Yeah, I remember who I placed. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was a junior project manager. Um, okay. He had actually cool. he had actually gone on assignment to the Antarctica, um, in substations. That's he fancy. Yeah, he came from Rotec Engineering, so I thought this is this is an interesting CV, and he's got yeah. interesting achievements. So I had a chat with him, and he gave me a list of the companies he wanted to work for, and then I started okay. phoning them up. Um, and that's also another thing with recruitment because um, he this was amazing. I mean, I, I, for first time round, I haven't I haven't gotten this again, but anyway, um, four of the companies that I sent his CV to all wanted to interview this guy. And yeah, because he was cool. Yeah, I mean, he had really yeah. great experience. Yeah. And the first three interviews he got from various clients, he didn't get any of those, those offers. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. They, they, and I and, and no, and I thought, and then there was one more client who wanted to interview him. And I thought, there's something wrong here. Why is he not getting this job? Yeah. And so I sat with him. I met with him. Had a coffee. We we sat down for about at least two hours, and I just ran through an interview prep and asked him. Gave him different questions and scenarios, and then I realized why he's not getting the job because he just doesn't sell himself, and he doesn't. It's like pulling yeah. teeth. No, he's an yeah. engineer. You know, the guys yeah. are technical. They they just it's headlines oftentimes. Yeah. And so yeah. I said, you know, we we just I just coached him through that, and then then the last company he went to, he actually got that um, that position. Job offer. Yes, yeah. and um, it it was a really good start. It was very yeah. um, inspiring. 
And he was actually with the company for 13 years. Wow. Yeah, 13 years. He, he left, uh, it was a 12 years. I think he left two years ago to start his wow. own business just before COVID. Um, so he had a really good inning. He was head of Africa on the substation side of things. So he That's really incredible. developed. Yeah, he really developed yeah, well yeah. with the company. Yeah. yeah it, 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 good... You know, it's like, it's, it's like sometimes, you know, people are like, do you really need recruiters? And I'm like, yes, you do. Because like, if you don't have them, talent wouldn't move as fast as it does. Yes, uh, it's true. And, and and do you remember how many placements you made, like roughly the first year? So this was a this was a great like first like win, right? After three months, but what happened yes. in the first twelve months? Yes, um, the first twelve months, I, I I didn't make that many placements. It was most probably about four or five. Okay, that's uh, not because... that's not bad though for a first year as a solo uh, solo yes. founder. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then the following year, so with the same company, where I speak to CV2, um, I, I eventually ended up getting sole agency for a while. Um, okay. So for the, the first two, three years thereafter, it was a really good time for us uh, working with this company because um, we had a really good relationship and we don't play numbers games. So I would send four or five CVs and all four or five would get interviewed, you know, and sometimes it would be a toss up between two candidates. So they were very happy at the time, you know. That's and good. then, as, yeah, and then as people know, uh, you know, yeah. um, loyalties are not always guaranteed. And, and so, funny thing is, they were bought over by another company, just to give you a bit of background how the recruitment works. Um, they were bought over, and then I needed to employ someone who with a formal HR qualification, because the gentleman doing HR was in shared services and, and doing various things. So, okay. in, pla- in placing the HR manager there, um, obviously, she brought all her recruiters along. Uh, you know, and then the dynamics changed and there was restructuring and and with the the, the takeover, you know, new management would be doing their own, uh, pro, uh, you know, processes and the, policies and then things totally changed. It totally, they didn't want totally to do, changed. They didn't want to use an agency anymore. Or no, they, they did. Use, oh, no, okay. they did. But the problem is they, they went up to eight to ten agencies, you know. Um, Got it. And then yeah. you have to compete. You have to continuously yes, compete. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then it doesn't e- work out. Yeah, eventually, e- eventually, they they were with a few changes in the company staff were leaving, etc. And then it, it just it, it 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 was never the same again. And but, and, and, and and since since you're in South Africa, right? Like, uh, let's use a million rands as a as a as, as a big number, right? How many years did you take to get to a million rands in revenue, whether that was cumulative or? yearly revenue right yeah, so it, yeah it was it it was about two years okay but so in your in yeah. your second or third year you yes. get a million rands yes that's good yes yeah. but that that was before the crash you know remember we had yeah. a bit of an economic crash so in so, 2008 yeah yeah uh, and so so things went up and down you know and and recruitment yeah it, it, it was a very challenging time what, what was your best year ever right in in terms of numbers <laughs> Oh no! You're asking me now in terms of numbers. Everyone um, remembers their best year, right? Because that was the year everything was nice. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I can't. Uh, it's a, it's a difficult one to say, really, because uh, it's a difficult one, Sean. I can't. I can't. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, was it was it more than two million? Yes. Yes. Yeah. More yeah. more than three. No. no, so somewhere between no, two because, and three. Because we've we've yeah, I'd say between two and three because That's I've cool. I've never had a huge staff contingency with me. You see, of course, of we course. we're very um we're very specialized in what we do and we don't work the numbers. So so that's why you you know 
Yeah. Of course, this, this is a headcount game to a certain extent, right? If you have 20 consultants, there's a higher chance that you'll probably make more money or yes. in revenue, not, 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 not profit, but revenue than yes. you would with three consultants. Yes. But uh, now, now to, to get back into this, right? If, if you, what was, what would be advice you would give your 20 year old self? My 20 year old self. Wow. Would you still get into recruitment? Like first main question. And the second question is like, um, yes, I would do. I think I would do, Okay. you know, far, far more than other okay. positions. I think what I like about um, recruitment is, is how deeply psychological it is and how you have to engage with people and you really have to have a, an understanding of the bigger picture. So, you, okay. you know, you have to look, read into situations and probe. And I think if, if there were two other choices I would have chosen, ha- having been given the chance, well, uh, I probably would have gone into law or psychology. And if you look at recruitment, it's very much you have to deal with a lot of legalities and contractual information and negotiating. And then on the psychological side of it, dealing with people and trying to understand motives and intentions. What they want. Yes. So, so recruitment gives me that blend without that formal ex- exposure, so to speak. And, and what do you think is the biggest difference between being like a solopreneur and doing your own shop where it's just you and maybe an assistant versus employing two or three or four people and having a company, right? Like structurally, what do you think is different and what do you personally think is better and why? I actually, I, I did grow the company before COVID. We did actually grow it a bit and I was taking on a few remote recruiters. So we were doing the remote thing before COVID hit. So we were fully, okay. fully aligned and geared up for when COVID hit, we just took it in our stride because everything was online Um you know, our systems are, are such that you, you kind of facilitate a remote setup, you know, yep. and everything is monitored and audited. And, you know, um, so I did I did grow the business. It, it was great. But I, I got to a point where I just felt like I was facilitating and training all the time, you yep. know, and I think you have to build up your revenue over time to to accommodate that that successfully. You see, and yep. and, and I just got to a point where I thought I, I, I'm. I'm seemingly more effective working with fewer people because my time's freed up to actually focus on what I love, which is actual, actual recruitment, not just continual yeah. management of people. Yeah. So the best thing would be to, to when you have enough revenues to actually employ a branch manager, let, let that person with the right skill and experience facilitate the branch and the training, et cetera. Um, you know, I mean, you'd still have a, a strong management function to my, yeah. to my understanding, but you know, to free yourself up to also do a bit more recruitment. It just, it just depends how you want to structure the company. But for me personally, um, you know, with, with um, downsizing the office a bit, um, I found I found to be just more effective, just me again. You like, know? like the, and the main question isn't just the money, right? What made you happier? Like, were you happier doing it as one person? Were you happier managing four people or... Do you think you'll be happier having five people, but having a manager manage them and you just owning the business and then being a great recruiter, right? Like, because those, yes. those are the only decisions that are to make, right? Like, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I I really enjoy recruitment and dealing with people one-on-one and, and, and getting those difficult job sticks and analyzing them and engaging with the client and the candidate. I, I really enjoyed training people um, and in a sense, empowering people, because when you see someone develop 
over yeah. time. It's it's really rewarding. You know, you're making a difference. But um, for me personally, I enjoy a, the challenge of a difficult spec and trying to find the right person. Yeah. Um, and 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 we all know it's we don't place every position we get. Of course, and of course, the highs are high and the lows are very very low, and everyone yeah. knows that. You and, know? and to now go deep go deeper into this question, right? What's the best part over the last fourteen years? What's the best part about owning your own recruitment business? And what's the crappiest or worst part about owning your own recruitment business? <laughs> right? Yes, um, the best part um, is is the independence and the flexibility. Okay. Um, and the, the yeah the, the 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 opportunity to manage yourself in your day and to achieve your own things. You know what I mean. Yep. Work whenever um, you want. Go grocery yes, shop shopping whenever yes, you feel like. And yes, the, yes. There's the freedom of that. Yep. Yes, and Get to it. find and and the challenge of finding the right business and fif- and filling those roles, yep. as opposed to being given jobs on your desk and yeah, please help yep. fill these. I mean, I think that the challenge of that is is, but the downside, yep. yeah, the downside of recruitment, um, sure, um, you know, when you have these quiet moments and you don't have one one new job after a couple of months and you're sitting there and it's like you like. Am I actually going to make this at the end of the day? And you have yeah. those moments, you know. Yeah, is it over or are the yeah, is it over? over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not working with a massive large team and business development consultants, and you know yeah. there's a huge yeah. buzz, um, yeah. you know, you do you, you do question yeah. uh, like, is this ever is this, is, is this going to work? But I mean, after 14 years, you know, the the company's robust, and I think the secret of that is if you can just remain self disciplined, keep the focus. Yeah. Um, you know, just keep keep those relationships relationships up, and and it's just determination and hope. You know, you you can't let that despondency kill you. You've just got to keep totally. going, and and even when you don't feel like it, and you're sitting there, and you think I can't do this anymore. And there are many many people who've gone through this, and there are many yeah, many it, consultants it, it, who've. It's depressing. It is it's depressing. depressing. It, it is yes. depressing, right? No. My question around this again was like. How how do you work through that process, right? Like, because because it is going to be like that, right? If you if you're a solo recruiter or if you have two or three or four people, you are going to have those two months or three months where you have no placements or the segment or industry you work in is dry or like they're not recruiting, yes. and and you're just sitting, right? Yes. And, yes. And, uh, and, and, how do you work one, through that? Yes. Yeah. You know. You, yeah. yeah. Well. You know, if everyone has their own way of working through these things. For me personally, look, I'm I'm a person of faith and I trust God to really help okay. me because cool. because if if I if if he wasn't in the picture, I, I really don't think I would have been able to do this as long as I did. And there there have been times where amazing things have happened. And so so for me personally, the 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 way I've gotten through the slumps or or, or, or deep times is just to trust and just to know that he enabled me to start this business in the first place and align things and put things together and just to know that you know I'm not I'm not going to see my demise or my doom and, and, and you know one, and it just comes through it always it just always keeps going it just always keeps going and one quick question on like work-life balance right like two questions actually one how many hours of sleep do you think you get on an average every night and does it like fluctuate a lot with the stress or is it a constant Six, seven, eight, nine hours. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, before having children, I, I I could not do less than eight hours, and obviously, children changed me because I've got four little ones. Um, the okay, that, is, that's 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 busy. 
right? Yeah, <laughs> very busy. It's also probably yeah. why I don't have such a massive company. They keep me yeah. busy. Um, yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, the youngest is turning six, actually, in two years, two years, uh, two days' time, two days' time, and the oldest is turning 10. Um, so wow. on average, I'd say, yeah, I get, I get about six or seven hours sleep a night. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And, and so, how many hours do you think you work every week now? And one, how many yeah. hours do, do you think you work? every week in the first two, three years? And how many yeah, hours a week yeah. do you work now? Oh, my word. Before children, I was an absolute workaholic. Work, I tell you. Uh, you know, come Saturday Saturday morning, I'd be in the office working. Sometimes so, four or five hours, I'd work late till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I'm reformatting CVs. I just I just want to so play. So, would, you know? you, would you say more than 50 hours a week on an oh, average yes. before, before? Oh, yes. More, more than 60? More than 60? Uh, I wouldn't say more than 60. So 50 to Maybe. 60. That, that's yes, still a pretty, yes. pretty, like, that's like 30, 40% more than an average human, right? Like, yeah. like that. and that's a lot, right? Yes. Can't, uh, and, yes. And what do you think it is like now? Is it, is it like uh, you no. do a 40 hour week? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm very strict on my time because, because okay. of family life. Um, of course I, it's important. Yeah, very, very important. So come, come, come five o'clock generally speaking some some days i'll work longer if i can if if they're busy and i i know I, I can get away with it um but you know when we had children i decided you know i have to balance things and they're quite, they're important and as important as business as your family is also important of and, course and, and, and and for many folks recruitment is a lifestyle business where they say hey i'm going to work 50 60 hours a week for the first two three four years and then hopefully i'll build up a team and i'll be able to work 25 hours a week like five, yes. six hours a day and yes. and like get like this decent cash stream coming in yes. every every month yes. or quarter. And yes, is, is exactly. that where you're at now? Like, are, are you at a stage where you're able to work 30, 35 hours versus like the 55? Or, no, I, still, or... I, still, I still work about 40 hours a week. Okay. So standard okay. office hours. Okay. Of course, um, sometimes there are other priorities and things and, you know. Of course, uh, of course. Right, um, right. But totally I'm, Yes, yes. So I have normal, just no very normal office hours. I don't, I don't tend to work much overtime or on weekends. Um, cool. Yes. And, so. and and what's the plan for the next five years, right? And and usually I just ask people what are the growth plans for the next five years. But I think in this situation, it's very important to ask what are the growth plans and what are the life plans, right? Like, yes. are you trying to grow your business and make it a bigger business, working the same amount of time, or figure out a way that you can make the same amount of money working half the time? Because that's also yes. yeah. A, yeah. A, 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 a fun thing to do. So, yes. so what's the plan? Well, the plan is um, re- regarding um, working hours and um, uh, methodology and where we at, that won't change. Yeah. But I, I do intend to employ more remote recruiters again, okay. as I had in the past. Um, so the, the system facilitates remote recruitment very, very well. Um, you know, because and, and and again, right? Like this is something pe- people watching would be thinking about too, right? Hey, if I'm in the U.S. or I'm in I'm in South Africa, how can I like leverage maybe cheaper talent in the Philippines or in India or so on to do remote sourcing for me or something like that? So, so w- what are the challenges you faced with with hiring remote workers, right? Because uh, we we all know the good stuff, right? It, it's generally yes. cheaper more flexible yes. but what what what's the bad stuff that people don't talk about um 
Well, it, it, it's really getting people on board to follow your methodologies, yep. you know, because so, so many agencies have, have good and bad habits of doing yep. things, you know. And so when working with the recruiters who come on from a remote perspective situation to get them to, to just kind of comply to a very systematic process because we don't deviate from that. The, the processes always stay the same. And so people take shortcuts or cut corners or don't, don't profile correctly. And, and then it takes your time to kind of go back on their applications and qualify certain things. And so that, that's where it starts really wasting your time. So if uh, that's the challenge is, is the amount of time you spend in, in sorting out questions and queries and issues and, and lack of administration and things like that. For example, in sub- submitting a CV, um, the the way we work at the the uh, remote recruiter won't necessarily submit directly to the client because you want one point of contact. So when you you check all the profiling, um, the paperwork, then um, you'll check it. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. And so, so there's that extra operational time that's involved in managing a remote worker because you need to check their work because yes. they might not necessarily be the same quality. Now, the last question before we close out. Uh, this episode, if if you were giving advice to someone that was starting a new recruitment firm anywhere in the world or in South Africa specifically, because you you know you've experienced doing that, what advice would you give them starting a new recruitment business in 2021? Um, I think just building up the right networking connections and being bold enough to really ask the dumb questions, and yeah. you know you know because that's how you learn people. Uh, you, you need to ask dumb questions sometimes to actually get an information and to, to, to put yourself out there to actually be able to ask for help and ask for advice and ask strangers, how would this happen and how would that happen? And to do your research, it's a heck of a lot of work. If you, you have to be extremely self-disciplined and interested in what you're doing, it's not going to come to you. So yeah, you have it. to work should it jolly hard. In sourcing yeah. the right information and building the right relationships, you know. So Yvette's advice to new recruitment entrepreneurs is one, be ready to work hard. And Very. two, be bold and ask stupid questions to get to get the info you need. Yes. Uh, Yvette, thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are going to watch this and be like, hey, I can do this too. And, yes. and you know, start new recruitment businesses. So thanks for doing this. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for your time. And that's all for today's episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs. Like and follow us if you liked today's episode and want to hear more stories from the world of recruitment. Mm -hmm.